and just, just like, like that, that, we are back. You never know what's going to happen when we go live. From eating crickets to an elephant showing up to kids from Australia, you just never know. But you know who's always here? This guy next to me. Rob, tell us a little bit about who you are, about tech, and all the great things before we dive into those amazing ladies in the other screen. How are you today? Hey there, I'm Rob from TEQ Tech, booth 1114. Technology and education company. We've got a lot of great STEM products, a lot of great educators on staff to talk about them. And if you come by booth 1114, you can try your hand at building a Rube Goldberg machine. Yes, we have a Rube Goldberg challenge waiting for you. So on to the podcast. All right. Well, this is the podcast because we're bringing people together. And it says Jamie Donnelly on the screen, but we have three individuals over there. Two people, one elephant. First of all, Jamie Donnelly, our scheduled guest, tell us a little bit about who you are, your work, and then we're going to go into Mary Alice, yes. Karen, Dr. Mary Alice Carlin. I told Mary Ellen. Alice she had to come. She had no option. She told me I'm not the boss of her. Look, look who came. she is. <laughs> You're the boss of me. <laughs> um, so I'm Jamie Donnelly, uh, joining in from live at ISTE, which is super cool. Um, I live in East Texas, grew up in California, so I have no accent. Um, but love sharing immersive technology and just excited to share today. It's going to be cool. And who do you have with you? Who did you bring to the show? Hello, all. It's Mary Alice. And guess what? This is Ellie from Scotland. And for ISTE, please find Ellie and take a selfie because we're using the hashtag selfie with Ellie. And she's a classroom elephant from Scotland. And those, that classroom, those students learn about the world with the world through like LE traveling places. And we've been lucky enough. We've gone a lot of places with LE. Yeah. Um, but what was the most like exciting place we've been? We went LA? to Moscow. We went to Moscow and pre-pandemic and we were at Ed Crunch. Pre-war. Yes. And you ended up 3D scanning. Yeah. So we had a chance to actually take LE the elephant, use an app called Clone. And scan Ellie into a 3D object. And then you took Ellie, put her into a merch cube, and then stamped her all over Moscow and took photos with her, which was super cool. So, so I'm just hijacking this session. That's it. <laughs> now, that's not very cool, but I have a question. Is this Ellie's first trip to an ISTE event? No, this is Ellie's. No, she went. She's been to ISTE. She's been to a lot of places TCEA, FETC. The Iowa conference. She's been around. She gets wow. around. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. Ellie to the main stage. Yeah. Wait, I have a really interesting story to share today. Can I start with that? If it's about Ellie getting around, this is a PP show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so today we met with students from Mexico that was that they're here at ISTE sharing. And um, we were just like, wow, this is super cool. Like so happy to have you share. And Mary Alice said, so what topic are you sharing on? And they said 3D printing. And she goes, the only experience I Oh no. <laughs> the only experience I had with 3D printing is back in the day when I would sit on the coffee machine and scan my butt. I did. <laughs> that really okay. Yeah. That, that, really was, like, that was children. That's, 
That's like 1.0 of 3D scanning. Basically, right? absolutely. I, I would go 2D, but 3D. I, you have an amazing copier if 3D printing. Of your <laughs> oh, I said it was the 1.0 version. Oh, but yes, okay. it's on the escalator. The board gets I actually, life. well, it's an interesting fact. I It was in the program that it's in the Philadelphia Museum of Art. So you might want to go check it out. Yeah. It mine. <laughs> oh, no. That's my favorite story of the day, by the way. History, right? There you go. <laughs> So besides having our, some laughs already, some fun, breakfast with Jen Wumble, another one of my favorites, what else are the two of you doing here as part of HISTI 23? Well, we just finished a storytelling forum where we shared, Mary Alice was sharing on digital citizenship and I was sharing on ARVR. And um, really we were sitting next to each other. We probably could have done it together because everything in immersive technology needs to have the foundation of digital citizenship. And everything she's talking about in digital citizenship is critical for us to move forward in any technology. So um, yeah, it was really cool. Do you mind to share a little bit? Yeah, and uh, well, we also, I felt like we're doing that partnership with Mega Minds mm -hmm. that was going back and forth. So yeah. we were at two different stations just then, but we we're doing another session specifically on the layers of digital citizenship um, in Mega Minds on today, Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, it's a scavenger hunt. It's really exciting. It's that immersive experience. We're always trying to come up with opportunities for our young people to experience, like, and understand, see the human sitting next to me. Because if you can't see the human sitting next to me, you can't apply that to people around the world that might look different, speak different languages, practice different customs or traditions. Can't do that. You can't see the human across the screen. And what I love about immersive technologies is now it adds like another layer. Like I have to humanize that avatar, right? And our young people need not to just talk about this, but like to be content creators, to experience this. Um, yeah, I'm going to share what we're going to do on Wednesday, which I think Go is really great cool. yeah. um, with Megamites, which it was perfect that he was there today. So this Wednesday, the LiDAR technology that we're going to be talking about, we're going to talk about LiDAR, photogrammetry, and NERF technology. And this technology is really an incredible tool for classrooms to be able to create 3D assets, which are required. Any immersive technology is nothing without having the content to put it into. So being able to equip our students with that is important. So what we're doing is allowing the teachers to go through the whole process. They'll come in, they'll learn with Heather Brantley. Heather will actually explain the different technologies. Then they're gonna go with Kevo Chacha. Kevo! And um, he is going to be sharing um, some technology of how to scan. So every person and their, and oh man, this is crazy. Um, every person and their partner are actually gonna do a scan of themselves, create their little mini me's. And then once they have their mini me's, they're going to put them into a merge cube, and then they're putting them into virtual reality through Megamines. So they get to get the concept of what is this? How do I scan? Let me create a scan. Let me then output that in augmented reality through the merge cube, and then put that into virtual reality through Megamines and in the headset. So they're going to go through Ready? that whole process. That, that is, there is so much going on there. That That's amazing. And I want to just um, dive into real quick. You do a lot of this work in the writing that you do. So you have learning, um, what, what were you looking for? I'm putting my head above the image. Oh, oh no, I'm gonna take the image off. So learning transported in the immersive classroom. For those looking to dive into these books, share a little bit about the work that you did with those. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I was a math teacher and writing is not my love or passion, if I'm honest, it's a struggle. 
Uh, but I also know that teachers need to have it written down. If they're not actually reading through what you're talking about, they may hear it in a session, but until they can process it and interpret it for their own, then it's really hard for them to actually apply it. So having it all written down was really important for teachers, but it was something that for me to be able to even make the books immersive. So each book, you can scan different images in it. It comes to life. It's a really cool experience, I think, for the teachers because they get to see it firsthand through the book, but then they also get to go back and apply it. No, it's really cool. Um, you're going to be taking teachers as well as students out of their comfort zone and getting them to try something new. Um, whenever you try something new and get out of your comfort zone, inevitably there's going to be some failure involved. But as educators, our goal is to make sure the students know that that's okay. And I heard an expression that really stands out to me, um, fail forward. What do you think about that? I think that failing forward is a mindset. It's being willing to take risks. I don't think that we should be driven by just wanting to take risks and wanting to grow for us. I think the desire to see what is the impact on our students, they need to be equipped for what's coming ahead. The technologies that our students need to have for their future careers that we don't even have in existence yet, we've got to prepare them for what is coming. And so I think that there is a drive to say, how am I going to make this successful for my students? That is going to take me out of my comfort zone every time. So speaking of taking you out of your comfort zone, what are some things here that you're looking to learn or grow as a learner too? You just talked for you know 10 minutes about all the great things you're going to share with other people. Yeah. What are you going to take into or want to take into be a learner? Honestly, I don't get to see it firsthand in the classroom. I get invited, for instance, Heather Brantley invited me into her classroom. That to me was a way to see what works, what is really impacting classrooms, where are students at? Because I can go and research and I can share out a hundred different resources, but what is actually going to stick in our classrooms? What is successful? When are we able to evaluate the success? So when I get to go to places like this, I get to love, I, my favorite part is hearing the stories. Hey, last year I was in your session and I did X, Y, and Z. I get to hear the impact that it made and what stories I then can share of their experiences with others, because I think that's what really matters. So something you said really stuck with me also. Um, I do a session on 21st century skills, and one of my slides in big bold letters is, hey teachers, just be aware, you're going to be preparing students for jobs that haven't even been created yet. So it's a very powerful message. Um, another powerful message is stronger together. In your words, what does stronger together actually mean? I don't think any technology should be done in a silo. I think we need to have open conversations with all departments and districts. We need to have conversations with community members, with parents, we have students. They all need to have a voice and what we're introducing into the classroom. We need the buy-in, but we need to be able to allow it to flourish. And I think when people are trying to do it in their own little deal, they might be great teachers. A lot of this, this whole place is filled with those go-getters, right? But we don't just need the go-getters. We need everybody to buy into that concept and we need to collaborate and really build that uh, connection together. Wonderful, and I, and I, and I roped Mary Alice back into ask about the Stronger Together, because I know you also lead and, and work with that. Alana, how are you? We are live, nice to see you too. Amazing educator there, if you haven't had a chance to meet as well. 
But what does Stronger Together mean to you, Mary Alice? Well, I'm from Boston, just like you. And so it's Stronger Together, right? And it is really focused on basically everything you just said, Jamie, but that we, not me. It's like the collective we, right? It's collectively what we can do together. Um, whether it's our profession, just in general, in life, um, yeah, you can go it alone, but it is that intergenerational, doesn't matter how young or old you are, like what languages you speak, where you are geographically located. We are one world, one human race, and we are so much better and we are so much stronger together. And we got to focus more on the we, not the me. There you go. And that's even in the, in the closing here. So we are going to wrap up with that. It is awesome to, to focus on that, the work that both of you are doing here at Gisty Live. Thank you. I continue to learn from, from all of you and the people who come in to watch and, and the work that you do is amazing. You know, one of the first books I wrote was Power of Connections and that's how we're here. That we had an opportunity to meet, then we had an opportunity to meet, and then we've had an opportunity to meet and we continue to do that each and every day. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for the work that you do and have an awesome food tour tonight. Food tour food tonight. Food tour tonight. We look forward to the work that you're doing, that you do now, and you continue to do in the future. Guess what? I miss you already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you right away. <laughs> See you.